it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not a grandstanding idiot. Check this one out. New York Congressman Jamal Bowman going viral right now for screaming that kids shouldn't have armed guards at schools. He does this while surrounded by armed guards in Congress. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are. We're going to discuss it with Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who makes a triumphant return to the show. And, of course, Kennedy will be here. She is one half of the Laughs and Liberty tour that I am going on around the country in May. People are excited. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want to join today's radio tour, 888-788-9910. It's a show that has one rule. It never changes. You can sing along at home. You can sing along in the Winnebago where you're cooking meth right now. Whatever you do, okay? Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Be a Libertarian. Anything in between. We don't care. All we ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, I was on with the great Sean Hannity last night on the Fox News channel. And the word on the street is I will be back on the air with Mr. Hannity tonight as well. So if you want to watch some Fail-A-Vision, definitely check it out. But what I can tell you is in the Fail-A-House, what we're watching is opening day of Major League Baseball. I grew up in a huge baseball house. And uh, this is it. The Yankees get back on the field today. The quest for that 28th World Championship is underway. Who knows how it's going to go. But I'm just so excited to have the day-to-day momentum of baseball back in my life Uh, Because while baseball season kicks off today at 1, yesterday in Congress was actually opening day of the circus. And there is no bigger clown right now anywhere in Congress than Jamal Bowman. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Straight up. Let me just jump in here and give you the backstory on Jamal Bowman, who's, of course, a congressman from my state here in New York. Okay, Bowman, if you remember, last week was the idiot that stood outside of Congress— and went to bat for TikTok. TikTok is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Its CEO has actively admitted it's harvesting your children's data, their bio data, meaning it, their eyes, their fingerprints, their health information. TikTok is recording their keystrokes. TikTok is recording your keystrokes, which means if you have TikTok and then you go do some online banking afterwards, guess what? The Chinese Communist Party knows your password. This could be a problem. They got your keystrokes. TikTok bad. Okay, all social media apps spy, but only TikTok is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, our biggest geopolitical foe. Well, Jamal Bowman got out there last week, still had crumbs on his jacket from the lobbyist dinner the TikTok representative took him to. And he was like, we can't be banning TikTok. Now is no time for racism or xenophobia. That was embarrassing. Okay, if TikTok is stealing information from 150 million American users, you know what that means, you jackass? It means they're stealing information from the most diverse group of people in the world. It's not about xenophobia. It's about protecting your data. But Jamal Bowman, okay, the guy who doesn't want to stop TikTok from stealing your kids' data. Jamal Bowman 
the guy who supports late-term abortion. Democrats are in favor of abortion all the way up until the first report card. Okay, for real. They support an abortion a day before birth, an hour before birth, if the woman has that decision. Okay, to be clear, that's not abortion. That's infanticide. It's murder. Okay, we can debate the limits of abortion, and that's fine. You're welcome to. It's America. But in any world where the baby is viable for months without the mother, okay, you're committing murder if you terminate the baby's life. Okay, it's just a fact. But again, the reason I bring this conversation up is because the same Jamal Bowman who would allow you to abort a baby an hour before birth, the same Jamal Bowman who is allowing the Chinese Communist Party to steal your kids' information, that Jamal Bowman wants you to believe it's the Republicans that are the ones that don't care about protecting kids. Just a loser. So here's where we are in reaction to the shooting down in Tennessee, something that breaks the hearts of everybody consuming the story, interacting with it in any way. If you have an ounce of empathy in your body, you're crushed when you hear a story like someone goes into a school and shoots up three nine-year-old kids and a bunch of teachers. It's horrific. Nobody wants armed shooters in schools. But what the Democrats want more than anything in the world is they want to use this tragedy to exploit politically so they can ban their actual gun thing. That's true. That is true. And for my money, the gun thing, it's so funny. The guy sound like Biden. You know, the thing. That's what I, <laughs> I said, the gun thing. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I deserve that. I absolutely deserve that. The Democrats want to exploit this tragedy to grab guns. They want to go after automatic weapons. OK, that's the motive right now. And so what happened yesterday in the halls of Congress is Representative Bowman, who spent last week inside of Congress yelling and screaming about how banning TikTok was racist and xenophobic, went on a screaming tirade yesterday about how Republicans are bad, they're getting kids killed, they don't care if the kids die, this is all about politics. Now understand, what the Republicans are saying is what I'm saying, which is, hey, we should put armed guards in schools for a tenth of the money that we're sending to Ukraine. You could arm every school in this country— And you could make every single window bulletproof. He knows what he's talking about. Every school, bulletproof glass. So when she shot her way through the glass to get into the school on Monday, couldn't be done. Okay, armed guards on the other side of that glass with a lot more tactical training than she or he or they or it had on Monday. I'm not quite sure there's been like a fluid description of this trans person. I wish the trans community no ill will. Everybody calm down. But the point is... She doesn't deserve my empathy. The kids do. The next generation of kids do. My kid does. He's in a school right now as we speak. Although no one Lincoln, he's probably not in class. He's probably behind a dumpster vaping or something. But stick with me, okay? For the tenth of the money we're sending to Ukraine, we could have, okay, former military, former cops, guys who really miss the mission and the camaraderie protecting our kids. They want to do it. Okay, we could make the glass bulletproof. It means you can't shoot your way into the door. They want to do it. Okay, but are Democrats even entertaining that notion? The answer would be no. No, because their ideology, it is a religion. Banning guns to them is a religion. Now, here's a quick news flash, just so you understand. Making something illegal doesn't make it any harder to get. That's the argument you're getting back from Republicans. One, they don't want to give up their guns because you've got half the party saying you're a white supremacist. You're literally Hitler. 
It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, even though that was wrong. But the point is they're so willing to fire you from your job if you don't get vaccinated, deny you the right to go shopping, deny your kid the right to go to school if you don't get vaccinated. That's the last year of our life. A party that's willing to destroy you because you don't play along with their ideology is not a party you should ever give up your guns to. I agree with that. Straight up. Okay, we don't have the right to these types of weapons because we legitimately think we can take the government in a straight up fight. We have these type of weapons because, heaven forbid, we really were truly overwhelmed by a tyrannical government. We could stand our ground long enough that they'd call off the guards. It's like the Revolutionary War. It didn't end with us burning down London and beheading the king. It ended with the king being like, all right, they're covering the spread and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So we're out of there. At which point, everybody in this country now had something that we like to call freedom. Thank you. Okay, so when it comes to banning guns, number one, it's a non-starter. People aren't giving up guns to a political opposition that is already persecuting them in every way imaginable. The Department of Justice, the IRS, certainly everything that goes on in the media. And understand, number two, getting past that for a second, making something illegal doesn't make it any harder to get. Okay, right now. We are dealing with an all-time high in fentanyl overdose deaths. Fentanyl is illegal. So is making it illegal having any impact whatsoever on the amount of death? In America, no matter where you happen to be standing right now, you are five feet from illegal cocaine. Five feet at all times. There is so much cocaine on the streets of this country. At any hour in any town, you're basically all one wrong turn away or a right turn, if that's how you roll, from becoming Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. Maybe so. But the point is everything Hunter takes, you could take, and it's illegal, and you can get it anywhere you want. Making it illegal doesn't make it go away. Criminals don't respect laws. Okay, there's 330 million guns on the street making certain kinds illegal. Just means people are going to walk an extra block to get them. It's just reality. I can tell you that as a former New York City cab driver. But because this is the ideology of Democrats, because getting a political win is so much more important than solving a problem, because having an issue to run on is so much more important than solving a problem, what they're doing is going on a massive blame and shame campaign against Republicans and the NRA and scapegoating them over their unwillingness to play along with a gun grab. Okay, and part of the reason the media is doing that is to distance themselves from the fact that they're complicit in inspiring all this trans rage and trans vengeance. Okay, we have a day of trans vengeance planned in Washington this weekend, and it's there to fight back against what the flyer claims is trans genocide. Okay, is anyone committing genocide against anything in this country? The answer would be no. No, maybe against stuffed crust pizza. We're the fattest country in the world. We are committing genocide against stuffed crust pizzas. But against actual people, would you stomp it? This is the most tolerant and inclusive society on the planet of Earth. Okay, but the media keeps telling the trans community they're under attack. The Christians want to kill you. Because they don't want their five-year-olds chopping off their junk. That means they want to kill you. No, they don't. They think you're weird. That means they want you to go do whatever the hell you want to do. Just don't do it to their kids. I think that's reasonable. I think that's freedom. But because the Democrats only win political debates when we debate emotions instead of facts, the media went all in on, oh, they want to kill you. So now the trans community out there pumped up full of hormones that aren't naturally occurring in their body. 
that might be a little jittery. I got to be honest with you. You tell people half the country wants to kill them, they're probably nervous. Okay, I've got two bookies that have wanted to kill me since I was 19. I have my moments. I can't imagine what they're going through. But here's Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman going peak Democrat. He's pulling a lemon drop here. Okay, there's an old skill. There's an old move, an old street hustle in New York. It's called the lemon drop. Okay. And what a lemon drop is, a guy's walking around on the street. He's a hustler with a broken pair of glasses. He bumps into a tourist, drops the glasses on the ground, and he's like, watch where you're going, man. You broke my glasses. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I don't even know. And the guy says, you better give me some money. And the guy's like, what do you mean? I don't even know who you are. Officer, police, this guy broke my glasses. And what does the tourist do? Gives him 20 bucks just to make the problem go away. That's how the Democrats get stuff done. You're just walking into the halls of Congress yesterday. This clip you're about to hear is Thomas Massey. And Jabal Moment just starts screaming, gun control, Republicans, dead kids, bad. And Massey's like, hey, we should arm the schools. You're crazy. What are you doing? Come on. And normally people just give you the 20 bucks and let you go away. Here's Jamal Bowman playing a lemon drop move, which is all the Democrats ever do in politics. That's how they got transgender men, biological men into women's sports. They're like, all right, men are swimming with women now. And we were like, what do you mean? Women? We're women. Shut up. What do you mean? Officer. And the women just went along with it because they didn't want to be screamed at. They didn't want to be socially pressured. Okay, they didn't want to be pistol whipped by the outrage mob. So they're like, fine, I guess we'll give up some of our rights as women. That's how Democrats get things done. This is Jamal Bowman trying to lemon drop the country on gun control. Okay, he's standing in the halls of Congress, surrounded by armed guards, screaming about the evils of guns and screaming over a man who suggests giving the kids the same armed guards that Jamal Bowman has. Clip five. Freaking cowards. They're gutless. We're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been. I'm talking about gun violence. In a school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? You think more guns lead to more death? More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. No, no, Look at the data. More guns need the more deaths. Guns. States that have open carry laws have more deaths. States that have open carry laws have more deaths. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, calm down. That, that's a, what, calm children are dying. Nine-year-old children. The, the solution is not arming teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? Straight circus. I mean, just put on a size 18 pair of shoes, you idiot. Nine-year-old children are dying. He only likes when they're dying if they're nine months old. Okay, Jamal Bowman supports late-term abortion. Okay, this is about protecting anybody but an ideology. And when he starts screaming at Thomas Massey about, Massey says, you know, there's never been a mass shooting at a school with armed guards. What does Bowman say? Have you worked in a school? Is that a factual response to the fact Massey offered? The answer would be no. Okay, understand. It's a lemon drop. Scream, 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 scream till people just want the craziness to go away so they play along and give you what they want. But in this instance, we're not going to give them what they want because they're children. They're wrong. They don't have the intellectual depth to debate something that is an actual primal threat to the well-being of the kids in this country. Here it is. Really quick. I'll give it to you. Okay? I'm a parent. My kid's in school. Okay, everybody who says we shouldn't be putting armed guards and bulletproof glass at schools because it'll scare the kids. You are living a life of just such blissful ignorance if you don't think the kids are already scared. Okay, the kids right now at every school in this country, including special needs schools where Jenny teaches, handicapped kids have active shooter drills, active shooter drills right now. 
and they don't have armed guards to protect them, and they know it. But they have active shooter drills nonetheless. You know what that means, folks? It means we've already scared the kids, okay? We've scared them senseless over this issue. For my money, it's time that we arm the guards, we put in the plexiglass windows, because, yes, we have the kids scared, but it's about time we start scaring the shooters, too. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this damn country together. It's getting a little heated out there in the streets. I'm going to bring in some heavy backup. Tom is in Lake of the Ozarks. Yo, Tom, what's up in the LOZ? Hey, listen, buddy. You know, Jimmy, this is nothing new. Mm -hmm. I'm 59 years old, and we had armed guards at my school in the Midwest, Wichita, Mm -hmm. Kansas, in junior high and high school. Yep. You know, so this is nothing new. No, it's a lie. When they say that, it's because their kids go to these elite schools where they wouldn't dare have to interact with any type of threat whatsoever because there's that much money and it's that much gated access to the school itself. Not only did we have armed guards in the schools I grew up around, you know what else we had, by the way, talking about scaring kids? We had bomb drills because of the Cold War. Did you have air raid drills as a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where you get underneath your desk, and it's supposed to protect you from the radiation fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's heavy to know there's one shooter coming, but the idea that the Russians are coming I thought was pretty heavy. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is is that if you turn around and you look statistics-wise, how many, how many guns are out there per capita for the United States? It's about 4.3 guns per person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas has the most guns and can out uh, out. out let me see here. Out, ammun- out have ammunition. more ammunition and more guns than Russia's army. Wow. You know, That's uh, amazing. you can look it up on the Internet and find that out. But the fact of the cold hard mat- fact is that we need to stop. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you need to put it into the drugs mm-hmm. because more drugs are ki- the drugs are killing more yep. kids than the guns are. There's a lot of things, but the point is, uh, all I said is, it's time to go on offense against these shooters, and making guns illegal doesn't do that. You know, I'd like them to encounter some bulletproof, va- you know, glass, and I'd like to encounter somebody who knows how to shoot a lot better than they do. It's the least we could do at this point. Great call, Tom. More of your calls after this. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are fired up. It's Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this shindig. We're trying to solve a real problem on this show. We're not trying to score easy political points or go viral for screaming and yelling. We're trying to actually figure out how to secure our schools. My proposal, I'd love to hear yours. Arm the schools with guards, okay? Retired cops, retired servicemen, people hungry for the mission, people who want to protect kids. 
take a couple of bucks and bulletproof all the windows. Does it make school a little bit like a fortress? Yeah. But you want to know something? If someone's going to run into the school and try to shoot our kids, I'd rather them encounter a fortress than the red carpet they're currently running into in a lot of places. Harold is a retired NYPD man. Uh, he is down in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he joins us now. Yo, Harold. Thank you for taking the call, and my condolences to those families that lost. Yeah, it's heavy, man. That school shooting. So heavy. Um, I remember as a kid, we used to crawl under the desk. I'm 67, so <laughs> I remember as a kid, we used to crawl under the desk for, I guess, bomb threats. Yes. Or the Russians would come in, and, I, and <laughs> if that War. didn't traumatize me. <laughs> you well, know, I mean, you know, we 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 got a bunch of wusses running running this country, and a bunch of wusses in this country. Yep, everything is a problem. Everything scares these people. You, I'm with you, uh, Mr. Bowman. Mm-hmm. Anytime you, I see a black politician making a lot of noise, mm-hmm. screaming and yelling, I know he's ineffective. Yep. <laughs> I looked at his district. I looked mm-hmm. at uh, um, that chick from Texas, mm-hmm. and that young man from. Um, well, what, I can't Maxwell Frost from Florida. Have you looked at Maxwell? No, no, no. Oh. Sheila, Sheila something. She's getting oh, ready to run for mayor yeah, yeah, yeah. in um, Texas. Yep. She I Google her district. I Google Jamal Bowman's district. Mm-hmm. I Google AOC's district. All of these districts have failing schools, mm-hmm. crime, unemployment, you name it. They're all t- run terrible. Yep. But he gets on TV and he yells and screams about a shooting and got, and, and it's, it's bad that it, that happened. Mm-hmm. But that's a regular day in Chicago. Yep. It's that's sad. A regular week, that's a regular weekend, every weekend in Chicago. And I didn't, there was a young black baby shot in Bed-Stuy about two years ago, one years old in the stroller. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Eric Adams. I didn't see Sharpton. I didn't see Bowman. Nope. I didn't see AOC out there kicking and screaming about gun control. No, ma'am. Uh, the thing is, if you can't exploit the death politically, they don't care. I mean, when you talk about kids dying from guns, this is what the Democrats do that's disingenuous. Ninety percent of the kids who die in this country of gun violence are black kids who get killed by handguns that are in the hands of other black children. But what the Democrats like to do is they like to tell you about the bad gun numbers we have, but they try to group them all under school shootings and they try to maximize the impact of a school shooting that way without ever actually having to take account for the real way kids are dying. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do both. Obviously, we should do something to fortify the schools. As a, as a former cop, um, where do you weigh in on retired cops protecting schools? I agree with, every, with everything you said. Bulletproof glass, retired MOS, retired mm-hmm. military, that should be a priority because when I see these people in Congress, they're all walking around with bodyguards in yep. the building. I'm out. How about they're that? They're in the building so- that you have to be screened to get in. <laughs> And they're walking around with armed security. How about Jamal Bowman yelling at Massey for suggesting armed security at schools while his armed guards look on? Like, that's... Well, like, yeah. uh, like I just said, Jimmy, he's in a secured building with armed security around him, so that should tell you something. <laughs> to me, like Hugh Hefner yelling that we don't need topless models in our lives, you know, as he's surrounded at the mansion. Anyway, uh, brilliant observations as always, Harold. We'll do it again soon, brother. You're the best. Take, take care. Thanks My, for taking the call. Of course, anytime. Uh, let's go to Brian in Clarion, Pennsylvania. We haven't heard from Brian. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Good to hear you. No, you ain't kidding. Um, I wanted to comment on, you know, this gun debate has been going on for a long time, but nobody ever talks about the mental illness. And Mm -hmm. a simple solution is to change the HIPAA laws, the medical privacy laws. Mm -hmm. And just like Megan's law, people who commit sexual offenses need to register with Mm -hmm. the local authorities. I know I keep reminding my I keep reminding my producer about that. But continue. (laughs) 
And, you know, so people who are under treatment for psychosis, you know, all these uh, dangerous mental illnesses that pose a danger to the public should also be registered Mm -hmm. in the local community where they live. Most of these shooters, if I recall correctly, have had serious mental illnesses that were well known, and there's a history of it. So I think that that um, should be looked at uh, this Transgender person, if they were on hormones, you know, Mm -hmm. testosterone can can cause side effects of aggression and psychosis and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And who knows if that wasn't uh, a factor? No, listen, I I was talking about this yesterday. You know, you hear it with like bodybuilders and pro athletes who get roid rage because they're dealing (laughs) with an imbalance of hormones. There's no right. question. And now you've got a community that, okay, the choice for them is to transition, and I can support that if you're an adult. But if you're going to tell somebody who's already vulnerable and unstable due to hormone treatment that everybody wants to kill them, I don't doubt some of them are going to snap. You know, And that's where the media is so – you know, it really is an evil thing they're doing because they're going on offense and claiming the transgender community is now under even more attack when they're not under any attack to begin with. You know, but that's been the that was the NBC response to the story. Oh, the trans community in Tennessee is scared. I'm like, what about the Christian community? They just got shot up because last I checked, they were on the wrong end of that day, not the trans community. You know, so that's the frustration. But I'm with you. I would pour money into mental health. The only problem, Brian, is if they start locking up all the mentally ill people, I'm going to lose half my listeners. <laughs> think well, about there me. are a lot of people on psychotropic drugs, but I'm talking about really mm-hmm. severe I cases know. where psychiatrists know yes. that they could snap at yes. any minute. No, it's it's worth doing. And you want to know, this is the problem, too, really quick. Whatever the solution is, let's say you did that. Okay, let's say you passed a gun ban. Whatever you passed next, if it doesn't stop the next shooting that ensues, everybody's going to want to give up on it and say, see... And the point we're failing to, like, really acknowledge is that these are more nuanced problems than we realize. You know, it is mental health. It is, to some extent, being mindful of who has guns and who shouldn't have them. And, yes, it is hardening the schools. It doesn't have to be one. Uh, It should probably be all three in some capacity. Um, But nobody wants to have that conversation. They just want their side to get a win. So I thank you for being an adult in the room. How's the marriage and everything? Everything good? Everything's good, and I just have one more quick comment, okay. if I can. Okay. This whole tra- transgender thing and this this revenge day. Mm-hmm. What about people like me and Bob, mm-hmm. and other people across the country who are gay and don't don't follow this nonsense? I know, you know, it don't sucks. agree with this political agenda that that's going on. What I mean, it's it's funny. What's that going you, on here, Brian? On Twitter, there was a trend on uh, yesterday and this morning about how LGB is trying to do BLGB without the TQIA plus because well, lesbian, I, gay, yeah. and bi is what you guys signed up for, and now you're getting all this other stuff pinned to your cause yeah. that you don't that co-sign. The, that, that was the original community activism, mm-hmm. LGB. Yep. Period. Yep. You know? oh, now you've got a whole, you've got a wild alphabet. You've got symbols. You've got numbers. It's like, it's, you've got emojis. Yeah. Is there a directory that you can get to like <laughs> a whole thing. understand what it means? Now it sounds like an auctioneer. There's so many letters and terms. It's crazy. Uh, Brian Epic. I love talking to you. Be well, buddy. Bye. There he goes. Uh, Steve is down in Chandler, Texas. They know things. Yo, Steve. Hey. 
my man. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? I'm, I'm you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to hold it together. I'm, I'm on edge today, Steve-O. This stuff drives me nuts. I think there's a simple I solution. I think there's a quick turnaround. What is your solution? Solve the problem, Mr. President. Actually, what I think ought to be done, number one, with the people under, under doctor's care, mental, psych, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, number one, it ought to be um, told to the government so that they're not on a bioweapon list. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, okay, I'm 67 years old, where... I've had my heyday in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm licensed to carry, and you can hire the elderly to protect the kids. Um, you know, they want to put a uh, somebody that's armed mm-hmm. uh, at every school. Well, yes, there's retired police. There's military. Well, there's people that are completely trained on utilizing a weapon and that would do it proficiently that – this could be done very easily. Yep. Uh, you can't ban guns. That's not going to work. Yeah, every, everything that's banned in this country, I can get you in 20 minutes. Seriously. Any drug, any gun, any circus animal, anything you can think of. As a former New York City cab driver, I could get you, like, literally anything. And when you look at the amount of drug deaths from illegal drugs, you realize making something illegal doesn't lessen the problem in any capacity because the overdose numbers are going up and the drugs can't get any more illegal than they already are, you know? So that's what I think the answer is because, you know, if you do something with mental health, which you should, you're still not going to see an immediate turnaround. There are crazy people out there. I mean, if you ban guns tomorrow, you're not going to see an immediate turnaround because there are four guns for every person out there. So the only thing that would show you some type of an immediate deterrent effect would be armed guards and the fortification of schools. They should quietly over the summer or sooner if possible, they should be putting bulletproof glass into the schools. They, they just should. I mean, why wouldn't we? For all the money we spend protecting Ukraine and we're bailing out Ukrainian pension funds, we can't can't actually protect kids. I mean, it's crazy to me. So, uh, it, yeah, it's very crazy to me. You look at the billions of dollars that we've spent on Ukraine, where it's going to probably end up falling to the Russians anyway. Yeah, that. Uh, how about that? Uh, and and um, and you won't get an accounting I mean, for the money either. So, well, listen, go no, ahead. If if, if we if we keep having this conversation, I'm going to have to drink on the air, Steve. So we got to let yeah. you run. <laughs> You're the best. Okay. You too. I love you, buddy. You're the best. Uh, Dennis is in Salisbury, Vermont. Dennis, Jimmy, let me just I'm jump old, in. Be- be- before you I'm start, I want to- go ahead. no, no. I just want to tell you something. Okay, you have a job here. Okay, uh, Steve, who I agreed with all the way to the bank, got me so worked up. Like I'm either going to start drinking or screaming, and I shouldn't be doing either of those things on a fun show like this. So it's your job to talk me back to sanity, Dennis. This is the task. Jimmy, the people that are – I tend to think that the people who are uh, advocating to protect our constitutional rights uh, make more sense mm-hmm. than the people who are opposing the protection of our constitutional rights. But um, on the, uh, with regard to the schools, uh, armed guards in the schools, mm-hmm. I'm old enough to vaguely remember the 1970s when they were – integrating the school system in South Boston, Mm -hmm. and the liberals were clamoring for armed guards with handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Um, There weren't any shootings, but anybody that got out of line, they arrested and expelled. Wow. So they were, you know, they were going on offense against the bad kids and the violence. And, you know, here in New York, 
Our city schools have armed guards. They have police details when they enter school, when they get out of school. A lot of the schools I grew up in on Long Island had armed guards. Um, you know, when the people say, because I've, I've heard it on this channel, I've heard people say, you know, well, if you start, you know, arming the schools, you know, the kids wouldn't, you know, be okay around that. I mean, if that's the case, then your, your kid happens to be living a life of elite privilege that most kids in this country aren't living. And the truth is, if kids had cops and armed guards in their schools now, uh, not only might it make them feel safer, but they'd start building positive relationships with law enforcement, which this country needs more than just about anything. Jimmy, I, I have one more thing. It, um, the polite young gentleman that is answering the phones for you, uh, whatever they're paying him mm-hmm. is not enough. Wait, wait. Uh, what the, two 12-packs? You, you want me to give him two 12-packs of beer? But what they're paying you and me is not enough either, so it all works out. <laughs> uh, well, listen, um, I feel like I'm stealing this money, Dennis, because I have so much fun doing this gig. I really do. But when it, this is the one issue because I feel like it's I feel like there's a fix, but it's the one issue that really drives me the craziest. So thanks for taking the edge off. And no, we're not giving Mikey a raise. We got to keep him in check. He's out. If you saw what Mikey acted like in a strip club, it would be reckless of us to give him more money. I'm just telling you because I care, Dennis. I'm doing this is for the ladies. This is for you, Cinnabons. All right, good call. We're back after this. <laughs> but the The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is coming up. Kennedy is going to join us as well. But batting leadoff in Butte, Montana, John is back on the line. Yo, John. Hey, brother. How are you doing today? You know what? I, I We're back on this damn issue. It drives me nuts. So <laughs> I, I could use some of your all, over, all OTR trucker lot lizard energy right about now. Oh, Lord have mercy. I got plenty of that crap going. <laughs> Brother, I agree with you wholeheartedly as far as hardening the schools. And you and I have had this conversation before yep. when you've all happened. Yep. And, you know, the, the thing is, is we've got parents out there, you know, this, this generation of kids that are being taught and raised to fear cops, mm-hmm. fear everything. I mean, for the love of God, they're afraid to go outside and they're afraid of a frog. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. And I think a lot of this goes all the way back to the last two years of being locked down. Mm-hmm. It has destroyed so many kids' minds that they don't have an outlet. Yeah. That's definitely it's true. Um, it, I mean, Look at when we were kids. We had options. We had things we can do. We we can we can go to different organizations and you know after school and have fun. Mm-hmm. People have taken that away. Yeah, they definitely did for two years. Like a whole generation of kids lost everything. They lost sports. They lost dances. They lost proms. I mean, if you canceled my ninth grade year of high school, do you realize how much drinking I would have missed out on? I mean, I'd probably oh, be. Yeah. I'd probably be an entirely different person, but it actually helped me uh, to be a derelict kid. But the point is, you know, you're right that a lot of the normalization that we knew as kids doesn't exist anymore. They don't get a lot out a lot as it is. But this idea that protecting them is going to scare them even more than they're already scared. I mean, if you're doing an active shooter drill, right, it's pretty scary. 
uh, especially if you know there's no armed guard and there's no bulletproof vest, uh, ga- you know, glass. So the idea that you might have both of those things for your next active shooter drill might at least make people feel better. Well, and it's like you guys were saying earlier, you know, I still remember the whole bomb drills. I mean, I, I actually had fun with it personally. That, that's just me and my dimension. <laughs> yeah, any, anything to get a girl under a desk, you dirtbag. Come on, John. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> now, there, there is one thing, and I, I noticed this. There was a thing that I had seen on, because I'm not a big on social media, except, you know, I do mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a school, I want to say it's in Kentucky, mm-hmm. that they're, they're, they're using this device, and it basically it's it's like a room, but in less than 10 seconds, you can pull this thing and turn it into a secluded area that's apparently bulletproof. Whoa. Kids can be in there, and they lock it from the inside. Wow. I got I, I, to – yeah. I don't know what – I got to look that up. I'd love to, I'd love to know what it is. But the point is, I think we're all in agreement here. Defense wins championships. Good call, exactly. John. You know, be, be safe out there. Lord knows what you're getting into. I, we haven't spoken in a few weeks. And I'm not going to ask you to tell me because it's probably not repeatable on a family program such as this. Well, I'm on a day – I got a day and a half off, so I'll let you, oh. I'll let you figure oh, that one out. Oh, good God. <laughs> a day and a half. Wow. All right. Let me know where to send the bail money. Good luck, brother. You're the best. The great John in Butte, Montana. When John is off from work, okay, there is not a bar, a buffet, or a gentleman's establishment that is safe. He parks that truck and is... (laughs) And I love him for it, you know, because you're either living or dying in this world. Get out there and... Go on offense. Have some fun. We'll be here on the other side of the commercial break to save the world. Clean up the mess you made. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to solve this school shooting problem down in Nashville. Not getting a lot of cooperation from the other side of the aisle. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. And they are, of course, accusing this side of the same thing. And this is why we can't have nice things. But on this show, a show that is not an activism show, it is not even a conservative talk show. It is an American talk show. We prioritize solutions, cross talk across the political spectrum, every idea and background is welcome. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You're all welcome. Just call in 888-788-9910. Let's try to fix this mess. We have Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen coming by. And uh, he and Bernie Sanders got into a little dust-up yesterday in the Senate. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. Whoa. Oh, it's actually elder abuse. I don't think you beat up Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Guy's in his late hundreds. Uh, we're also going to talk to Kennedy. And she is not happy. Not happy. She wants TikTok banned, but not the way they're trying to do it, which would just expand the size of our federal government's spying apparatus. Thanks, big government weenuses. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, but right now, we begin with some you and me time. 888-788-9910. Okay? There's two things going on right now. One, we're trying to get an honest conversation about how to stop these school shootings. You know, the solution I put forth was, yeah, we should absolutely 
be prioritizing mental health. Got to start pouring money into that. We've got to start prioritizing that because the one thing everyone has in common is if they're walking into a school and they're capable of taking innocent lives, they're crazy. Okay, they are not mentally well. So we have to step up our efforts at identifying and enforcing mental health checks and red flags and anything like that. Okay, but two, we have to be mindful of the fact that if we cut a $50 billion check for mental health initiatives tomorrow, one, it's the government. So most of it isn't going to get spent on the cause we need it to be spent on. That's just how white folks will do you. (laughs) Every time. And two, the money that is thrown at the problem isn't going to show you any immediate turnaround because we've already got millions of crazy people out there. So the fastest solution for my money would be to fortify the schools, harden the targets, and make life more difficult on the shooters. The same argument the Democrats make about banning guns. They're like, well, wouldn't you want to make it harder for them to get a gun? Of course we would. But making something illegal doesn't make it any harder to get. Okay, we've got 100,000 people that just overdosed on illegal fentanyl so far this year. Okay, it was illegal. It can't get any more illegal than it already is. 100,000 people died from it. Okay, cocaine is everywhere. It can't get any more illegal than it already is. Okay, people are taking it. People are dying from it. Eh, People are also having some pretty good times on it when they get back to the bedroom. I love it when you talk dirty. But the long-term yield on cocaine, not good for you or anybody in your life. Bingo. And the point is, it's very accessible, and it also happens to be illegal. So making guns illegal, you can't legislate away people's bad intentions. Criminals don't respect the law. It's kind of a non-starter. You fortify the schools tomorrow, at least we're playing some defense. That was my solution. We want to hear yours. 888-788-9910. Jeff is out in Alaska winning the Furthest Away Award so far. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how you doing, sir? We're trying. Hey, um... What I'd like to what I'd like to just expound upon is uh, the Nashville police and some other other organizations are reporting on national news that uh, the individual responsible for the shooting lawfully purchased all those guns, mm-hmm. uh, which is intellectually dishonest. It's deceptive mm-hmm. and not true because when you when you think about it, they were under a physician's care for mental issues, mm-hmm. which means they had to have lied. On the ATF form 4473, mm-hmm. when they went to purchase the, the the firearm. Yep. So it's not, you know. So the thing that need one of the things that needs to be fixed is the medical system, mostly state people, you know, working for mm-hmm. like the count the the county clerks, the county clerks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not given all the information that they need to give to the the ATF and the so NIC system. Better communication. When these background checks are being done. So you would, you, you, know, you're, yeah, you're suggesting like more cooperation when it comes to information sharing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I lost. Oh, first person I would look at, you know, to take to court would be the psychiatrist. Because they have a duty to report that if somebody, you know, I would have my lawyer look at the person's uh, 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 doctor transcripts or health records and find if that person ever said, I feel like shooting somebody. Yeah. Right. If that was, if that psychiatrist never reported that mm-hmm. to the ATF, they're at fault. They're liable. Yeah. They're, listen, there's there's a legal gray area because these HIPAA laws that protect patients, medical information, 
do shield certain types of communication. Obviously not someone saying, I want to go shoot up half the town uh, is somebody that should be outed immediately. So it it would help. In Obamacare, in Obamacare, sir, Mm -hmm. they actually made that, they put that in there to where that's something that doesn't violate HIPAA. Mm Mm-hmm. So it would, in that instance, benefit us to have that information. And I would agree. Um, you know, the, my, my biggest frustration right now is everybody who just says, oh, we'll ban the guns. OK, they don't I don't think understand the depth of the problem. One, it is mental health. And two, it is, you know, for all intents and purposes right now, we're making schools a safe space for shooters. OK, they go there because they're safe there. There's a lot of hard targets that don't get attacked. And that's the big problem I have. So I think at the very Good. least, we owe the kids a defensive line. I agree with you 100%, Jimmy. And, you know, it's not going to get fixed during this administration mm-hmm. because, unfortunately, when Joe Biden was head of the Judiciary Committee, mm-hmm. he was the one that actually pushed to make schools gun-free zones. Yep. And I mean, you know, and when I was a kid, I don't know if you're from the East Coast, but mm-hmm. I'm Yep. I came. I was. I was raised pretty much in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a gun at our school in the back of their pickup truck, and yeah. no one got shot. No, you think about that, yeah. and that's how you know something changed. Because you're right to yeah. say everybody who hunted, even here on the East Coast, you know, they all had guns. It wasn't an issue. It's an issue now because something changed in the culture. Yeah. And, and at least yes, we can sir. all agree that's true. So we need to play a little bit of defense. This is a great call, Jeff. Uh, yep. I, I appreciate day. all of the logic. Yeah, we'll do it again soon, brother. Uh, 888-788-9910. Phil is down in Tampa, Florida, not far from the dollhouse. What's up, Phil? Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we're trying to solve this problem. I need a little backup. I'm hoping you got well, something. I structurally reinforce schools for a living. Oh, wow. So what does that all entail? Well, I don't want to get into too much specifics because Mm -hmm. when we reinforce them, we really don't want a shooter to figure out how to violate them. Okay, makes sense. But that shooter would not have been able to get into that school, guaranteed for seven or eight minutes, which would have allowed somebody to go outside and just shoot them. Yep. And so, but mm-hmm. the problems that we're having is one, we don't make a lot of money working mm-hmm. on the schools, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of us in the field. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have to take a pay cut in order to do them mm-hmm. because the schools can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this: as well, some as someone yeah, who's the Department doing Department of Homeland Security, yeah, well, the Department of Homeland Security gives the schools money. Mm-hmm. But not enough to do the whole job. The schools have to come up with money on their own. That needs to change. Yeah, I would say. I mean, do you think on some level the money we're sending to Ukraine, I'm not saying we have to cut them off and root for Putin, but do you think we would be wise to take some of that money and reinvest it in our schools? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I feel I have young kids myself, and I feel really bad that this still happens. Yeah. Knowing that I could have stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. By just being at that school. And the worst part about it is, mm-hmm. you know, I've done thousands of schools. I've never done a Christian school. Wow. And I don't know why, but I would guess that Christians don't get the same money from Homeland Security that the rest of the schools do. Oh, yeah, there's no way. That's just my guess. No, I, that's... I'm not saying I don't know. I'm just saying that I have never done a Christian school. Well, and listen, that's really weird. You got, well, I've listen, done Muslim yeah. and, pet, and um, synagogues, mm-hmm. but never a regular Christian school. 
It's fascinating. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know this government's response so far has not been to reach out to the Christian community. It's to rally around the trans community and make sure nobody feels threatened because one of their own just shot up the Christian community. It's really a bizarre time to be living in. And the point is, the kind of work you're doing, we need more of it, not less of it. And it's yeah. it's like I've kind of in like the last 48 hours taken this up as my own cause. So anybody who books me anywhere is going to hear about this. So get some rest because I, if, if I have my way, you're going to be a busy guy, Phil. Oh, I'm already a busy guy. All right. Well, you're going to get busier. So get it together. Great call. I appreciate you, buddy. There he goes. The great Phil. He fortifies schools. Al is listening on K-Dawn out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yo, Al. How you doing? Hey, uh, Jimmy, before I forget, when are you going to take over K-Don over here at 9 a.m.? We're <laughs> dying for entertainment. People are, like, walking the streets all like uh, zombies. They have nothing to listen to. Well, the best I can do, Al, right now at the moment is I'll be out in Nevada telling jokes August 25th. This time I'm in Henderson, but I'm going okay. back to Red Rock in the fall. So at the very okay. least, I can entertain you with some stand-up, and then we'll make this K-Dawn deal in, in good time. Uh, there's yeah, you know, we're so busy. On. I'm so busy fighting crime down here, but I'm going to call K-Dawn yeah, and try better. to get you on. You better. So here, let me give you the answer. So I want to give you an answer and a statistic that people are overlooking. Now, it turns out that 10% of the people in any city are going to commit 90% of the crimes. You may know this or be able to confirm this. I, I think you say that you have uh, family members that have um, a, a policing background, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that six percent of the people have mental problems, and they're basically, with all due respect, extra life. That you know, you just they, they're just not going to be able to do anything. Yep. So any city, like let's say we had Jimmy Felioville, mm-hmm. okay, if I bring in a hundred thousand people as a business mm-hmm. that are going to populate the city, your counter says, Al, are you going to help me with funding the police on ten percent of the criminals, and possibly six percent of those are mental people? Now that's the problem. Is that people don't know what funding it requires to keep crime under control and keep mental mental um, um, sickness under control. That lady that shot those people, I don't know much. I've been following the story, but I do know that she had mental problems. Her parents knew um, that she had mental problems. We're trying to start a bill here in Nevada where we're trying to get more money for funding people who have family members who they can control. Who the, the only time their house is safe is when those people end up in jail. I mean, these are true testimonies that they're giving at the Nevada legislature down here. And the thing is that there's not enough funding yeah. to, to, to do that. So any city, you know, the problem is the companies are not paying their fair share of taxes mm-hmm. to fund mental illness. Yeah, and we got to throw money at the- it. Al, Al, no, there's, there's no, way, no way around it. You have, to, you have to target that issue. And, like, you get it. So I'm going to give you an assignment. I know you want to call the radio station and tell them you want more Jimmy Fallon. But keep pushing yes, this yes, mental sir. health initiative. Okay, we'll figure out. Because understand, if you get me on another radio station, I am mentally ill. So you're actually not practicing what you preach. So No, I think that um, uh, you really don't know, you don't know the power of your own strength. No, I'll take it. That, that works too. Okay, but it's really right. just the power of the whiskey I'm drinking. Be well, Al. We'll do it yeah. again. Uh, Michael is in Fort Worth, Texas, my people. Yo, Michael. Mr. Fela, <laughs> I tell you, I- I appreciate you taking my call. Of I, I just want to give a shout-out to Mikey and the folks in the booth Stop. because, without a doubt, y'all have the best bumper music oh, that's on the air, hands down. Mikey gets, Mikey gets no credit for that. That is all me. I pick out every song, and then they just play it. There's a, there's, oh, 
There's a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of things Mikey deserves credit for, like the fact that all the women on this floor carry pepper spray in the office. But he doesn't get credit for the music. Oh wow! All right. Well, Mr. Fela, your bumper music is fantastic. I'll take it. I will take it. Sign me up, pal. Um, hey, so I want to I want to talk you off the ledge from earlier. Uh, I want to give you props for all the discussion of the mental health aspects of this shooting because that is never discussed, Jimmy. It always goes to the gun, yep. and they're on offense. We're on defense. No, you can't have our guns. Oh, we want your guns, mm-hmm. and it's the mental health, just like you've been talking about. Yep. God bless you for doing that. You get it. Good call, Mike. Michael, I'll play a special song after this. There we go. Back after this. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen coming up in the next break. His opening act down in Atlanta, Georgia, Ezra is listening. Yo, Ezra. What's up, doing, Good, man. So, so I'm deeply distressed over this thing, and mental illness is absolutely the key. But in terms of short-term solutions, I mean, the long-term solution gets back to school, unions, education, all that stuff. Short-term solution, I'm going to give you an idea, and you're welcome to steal it and run with it. Oh, well. Call it the Minuteman Brigade. So you take retirees mm-hmm. who have a clean record up you know and uh they've been in the military they've been in the police and everything and instead of going to the local mcdonald's and having a coffee every morning they show up at the schools they walk around in pairs they guard the place you start to integrate the older people in the community with the younger people in the community and uh you know they've trained and they can watch the thing and you instantly have you know somebody in it, you know dozens yep. of people in every single town they could be there monday yeah. what do you think no I, I like the idea you know i was talking about this with emily campagno excuse me and make it a tax break rather than paying them more and taxing them again give a tax break for the time no i love the idea i mean that and there's a lot of guys that just still want the mission number one number two right. it eliminates the commute time if you wind up needing law enforcement to be there right. so I think yeah. it's I think it's the quickest turnaround of all the things we could yeah. invest in. It's the one thing that could give you some defense tomorrow. Everything else is like, let's say the Republicans were like, you got us, Democrats. We're going to sign away our you know, we're going to sign away our AR-15s, which is never going to happen. But let's say that was the case. Legislation wise, the way Congress moves, this isn't happening for years. So, right. uh, you know, there's yeah. no short term fix other than what we're discussing. So, no, I think it's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, so take it. All right. Take well, it, make well, it national. Well, and right. You can give me an asterisk if you want. So Stop stay it. Stay safe and get down to Atlanta. I was going to say. No, buy some beers for you and Mikey. A Mikey, beers, me, Waffle House. It's all going to happen. Good talk, Ezra. Okay. I appreciate you, brother. Be well. Becky is in Old Town, Florida. Becky. Thank you for taking my call, Jimmy. Of course. I just wanted to share a story that happened with myself and my daughter. Mm-hmm. When she was probably 25 years ago, she was in St. Cecilia School, mm-hmm. which is a private Catholic school in Clearwater, Florida. A mm-hmm. um, homeless gentleman was found backstage in the theater area, which was also the lunchroom of the school. Mm-hmm. The principal of the school made a couple of phone calls. One was to George Steinbrenner, mm-hmm. whose granddaughter attended the school. There you go. The other one was to Terry Bulay, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, who <laughs> both his children attended the school. Wow. Within a week, 
there was an eight-foot chain-link fence up around the entire school property. There was one entrance into the school property. There was an officer from the local Clearwater Police Department who came to the school on a regular basis, His and to the children, he was officer-friendly. Wow. Okay, now officer-friendly works for the school, and I'm sure... Hulk Hogan and Steinbrenner picked <laughs> yes. that salary up. You, you ain't kidding. But so we need more was, of that. Right. Yeah. Right. And there was one way, and uh, there was no nothing drastic. You nailed it. Becky, you nailed homeless. it. No, you nailed it. I'm just going to lose you to a commercial break. I didn't cut you off. We need officer-friendly, if not Hulk Hogan. This could be a problem. <laughs> It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who's getting ready to go on a 10-city tour with Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Not to be outdone, our next guest is about to go on a comedy tour with Bernie Sanders. He is Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? You and the, the 1%. Yeah, throwing down. Yeah. Uh, I loved the clip. I haven't even had a chance to play it for the audience. We've had such a busy day today, but I promised everybody I'd treat them to it later. But essentially, you were calling out the hypocrisy of Bernie, who wants to demonize the wealthy while being a member of that class. Yeah, here's the here's the interesting part of this: is the guy he's demonizing all CEOs for being millionaires, and he talks about equality. And here's a guy that has been nothing but in public office. He draws a pension from being a mayor, a lifelong pension, to the point to where when he passes away, his wife's able to get the full pension too every month. Um, he has he's, – he's been in office up here for 27, 28 years, and since that time, he's been able to accumulate a wealth of over $8 million. And, he's, and his wife's a social worker, a professional social worker. So the last time I checked, both of them have done nothing but made money off of taxpayers, which is perfectly okay. That's a public service, and I respect that. And I respect the ability that he's able to be wealthy too, but he's, he's, his hypocrisy runs wild, and he, he, he demonizes people. And when he was asked about being a millionaire, he goes, well, if you want to be a millionaire, quote, write a bestseller, and you can become a billionaire. And I was like, so what, why is CEOs that are millionaires corrupt? That creates jobs, that hires the union members that you're so pro towards. Why are they corrupt? And yet, a bestseller that's a millionaire that's never created a job in his life isn't. That's such a great point. Explain and that one to me. No, of course, I, I I get it. And my biggest problem with class warfare, beyond the fact that it's not solving anything, is the whole point of America is not to demonize prosperity. It's to a it's Absolutely. to aspire to it. You know. And this idea that you can only be wealthy if you're somehow inherently evil, as he is going about attaining wealth, like, I just, listen, man, I appreciated you calling out the hypocrisy. I'm just glad nobody got clotheslined. I know you have moves. <laughs> um, well, yeah. he, Jimmy, also, he also said that I told, I, I was I was lying about it, that mm-hmm. I was I yeah. said misinformation. And I, I, it's not true. I mean, if you just do a research, you can do a public research. His, 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 when we're in office, all mm-hmm. of our financials are, are mm-hmm. made public, but his financials aren't meeting the, what the public records are. So his filing with the ethics court either is wrong or the county assessor is wrong because 
he has he has real estate that's worth over three million dollars mm-hmm. in his in his in his name. That's according to the assessor or to the county assessor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has book deals. One book deal is worth one point seven million. He's wrote a book every since twenty sixteen every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his pension is worth uh, almost a million dollars. I can easily get to over eight million dollars quickly just by using that alone. But with, and with, and he's saying that I'm not accurate on that. And, yeah. But that's what a socialist is, right? I yep. mean, a socialist, <laughs> Jimmy, is a guy that says equality for everybody, but I want to be above. Yep. No, no, there's no question. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, and that's my favorite thing about it is his response to you doesn't actually refute whether or not he's a class above. He's just trying to get down to the penny, meaning like, well, you said he's worth $8 million, but it might be 7.995. The point is the point. You know what I mean? You're part of that cut above class that doesn't want to live by any of the things that you're preaching. I mean, the best example of that is he's charging $95 to get into a lecture about the evils of capitalism. Oh, I know. That's you amazing. can't make this stuff up. That's I mean, a- honestly, it's 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 if it wasn't so absurd, you would be you'd have a belly laugh to it. <laughs> imagine and, and, and this. God, I, I was go just going to say, imagine you and me are having an event where we're going to lecture people about the evils of alcohol. And on the flyer, it says women drink free till 11. I mean, that's essentially what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect analogy in our world because we're kind of we're kind of middle class, lower class uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, man. I'm everybody's. I, I always say I'm their white trash radio buddy. The only difference between me and my and my fans is that I get hair and makeup. Otherwise, they're all better looking than me. <laughs> they're all doing better. <laughs> That's the only difference. You, you know, and, and I brought this up in the in the hearing yesterday too when I was talking to him. I said, you know, he he and just think about this. The Democrat Party has put a socialist. Over a committee that is called HELP, mm-hmm. and the committee, what HELP stands for is Health, Education, Labor, and Pension. Mm-hmm. Arguably one of the most uh, uh, intrusive, if you want to say, uh, committees out there because it touches all of us, and they have a socialist that's <laughs> over it that the Democrats put in charge. I mean that itself can be a campaign. Yep. And because he wants to educate our children, he wants to be over our health care, he wants to be over labor, and he wants to take care of our retirement. Yep. You're going, whoa, you have a socialist over this? And government was never supposed to make that big of a decision. Government was never – the United States government was designed to be to benefit those that wanted to live their life how they chose. It wasn't supposed to create jobs. It wasn't supposed to be heavy-handed. It was supposed to say, hey, if you want to be this – Go live your life. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be a go-getter, you can become whatever you want. And our job is to create an environment for that to to be successful, not to tell you what to do. Oh, it's so spot on, man. And that's the part, I think, that drives a lot of people nuts in this moment is the the government was never supposed to be – you know, the uh, the GPS for our entire existence. You know, the government had basic responsibilities, you know, keep us safe <laughs> stuff, stuff like it's really gone beyond that. OK, here's a couple of money, build some bridges and roads, make sure they're functioning. And now it's just turned into, you know, cradle to the grave oversight. And I don't you know, to be honest with you, none of us on the right want that. None of us on the left should want that because any problem the government's trying to solve is solved by expanding the size of the bureaucracy and ultimately the amount of waste and money thrown at these problems only increases the size of the problem, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Government was never designed and is incapable of, of, 
of regulating crazy, lazy immorality. Yep. It, it cannot solve those issues. Mm-hmm. But no. yet we spend billions trying to regulate those three things, and it's not possible. Mm-hmm. You cannot fix that. No, you're spot on. Well, when we talk about the gun issue, okay, because that's been all over the show this week, and the Democrats just want everybody of to course. ban guns and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, that one drives me crazy because I think the quickest turnaround, first and foremost, is, you know, I would fortify schools if I could with, you know, ex-military, off-duty cops, somebody that would harden the target because I feel like we're almost, I don't want to say inviting this because no one's hoping this will happen, but the point is these shooters are choosing schools probably because they see them as soft targets that offer little resistance, you know, but the bigger argument there is when they say, I oh, will make the guns illegal is, you know, we're watching a record level of fentanyl deaths in this country right now. And fentanyl ain't legal. So the idea that making it illegal means it goes away, I just think is ridiculous. It, it, you can't. But it, and we can go we can go back to the to the hard target and the soft target, too, yeah. because this is, used to be a world that I walked in. Right. Yep. So. Let, let's just talk about what the difference between a hard target and a soft target. Soft mm-hmm. target is where your where your 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 uh, your bullies, uh, where your cowards operate in. You know, if you if you want to make yourself a soft target, walk down New York Street with your cell phone in your hand and a clear case that shows that you have your driver's license and your credit card <laughs> on your phone case, and and be distracted. Yep. You become a soft target. Mm-hmm. Soft target is have a big bulging wallet in your back pocket and standing in the middle of a subway train. Mm-hmm. If you want to be, if you want to create a hard target, lean against the, the 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 outside wall of a of a subway car and pay attention when you're walking. Yep. If you think about a school, a school can easily be made a hard target. We make hard targets all the time out of state departments and government buildings. And then how you do that is you put a perimeter fence. It doesn't have to be major. It just has to be a hard target because Mm -hmm. most of these people, they want a very soft target. So you put a perimeter fence and you put solid doors on all exit doors with no handles Mm -hmm. on the outside. They only have emergency exits from the inside and no key so no teacher can open it. And then you have only one point of entry, and that point of entry has two doors. The first door you go in. And you can walk in. The second door, you have to be buzzed through, and it's bulletproof class. But the door you walked in can also be shut and locked, too, mm-hmm. to lock in a person that's a, that's a threat. Mm-hmm. And you could have you easily done this, easily done this with a $1.3 trillion. In fact, you could do it for almost half. You could easily made every public school in the country a hard target mm-hmm. with half. Roughly half what they spent on the infrastructure bill that will never see light of the day. And the reason why they won't see the light of day is because for one – this is according to their own study that the Democrats did. It's a minimum of about seven years to get a permit for any of their infrastructure projects. Mm-hmm. So minimum so, seven years. Yeah. So you, you basically you can't harden the school because it might harm a local duck community in the sump. <laughs> There's some type of environmental regulation. You, to, you have some type of environmental impact because you got to build a fence. Oh my goodness gracious! And you got to redo the road. You got to redo the entrance because yeah. you got to have. You can't have multiple entrances to it. And and we kind of done this to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we all want access to our schools. Yep. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we live in a different world, and yeah. we, since we live in a different world, we need to rethink what we're doing. But it's just it's crazy if we wanted if the amount of money we have thrown out during COVID mm-hmm. and for the infrastructure package. And yet we're talking about these kids that are that are losing their lives because of some lunatics mm-hmm. that are criminals. And you can't, as I said, you can't regulate and you can't legislate morality. Mm-hmm. You you have you, you you could spend that half of that money 
and you could have secured every one of our schools, uh, public schools in the nation. Imagine that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And this idea, the, the other argument I hear is that, well, it would be scary to kids. I don't know, man. I, I mean, kids, number one, already have active shooter drills, which I wouldn't imagine is terribly pleasant. Number two, like I grew up in the 80s. We had bomb drills. We had air raid drills because of the Cold War. Did you guys have that in Oklahoma? Uh, well, we had tornado drills. Oh, yeah, you had that, too, which isn't, isn't a hell of a whole lot better, you know? Yeah. Mother nature. Go in the hallway, cover your head up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mother nature. Well, now it would be birthing person nature is what they would call it. But the point is somebody's coming to get you, and you get it. Yeah, but, you know, and, for, and that argument about saying it would be, you know, it'd be intimidating for the schools, everybody here goes to football games mm-hmm. or, or basketball games or sporting. I say not everybody yeah. here. Most people yeah, do. a lot of people do. They're all hard targets. Mm -hmm. Think about it. They control the point of entry. They usually have a perimeter fence around it, and almost every time you're going through a metal detector. Mm -hmm. you got to have a clear bag before you go in if they even allow you to clear uh, go through a, a clear bag, and that's at concerts. That, yep. So that that, that, that make every one of those are considered targets because yeah. they're c- controlling the flow going in, and they have one point of entry, or yeah. maybe multiple, but they control the point of entries. Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. It, it may, and you know the old adage in sports is that defense wins championships. You know, so I, I can't see why we wouldn't want to be playing more defense at our schools of all places. But again, you're reasoning with a party that's not playing defense at the southern border. So if you can't secure the border, I doubt we're going to secure the gymnasium anytime soon, my man. But Here's really the best way to put this is that you can't argue with crazy. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't read my social media because I just assume everybody on social media loves me. And my wife says, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> and so she, but she also gets upset sometimes when she reads it. And I was like, babe, you're not going to change your opinion. No. Never cha- nobody's ever changed their opinion in the history of arguments on social media. Never. And. And so you can't you can't argue with crazy. Yeah. There, there's no point in even going down that road. Nope. Twitter, just so you understand, Twitter is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> Amen. You just, Amen. You, I believe that. You log on, right? You log on tomorrow. Be like, my dog turned two. And they'd be like, yeah, too bad a Trump or the Republicans. You're like, my dog doesn't know what any of that is. Shut up. But that's what they do. <laughs> they just is whatever you post on Twitter, someone interprets it as an invitation to get into a fist fight. They just don't actually no, want to get hit. they'd be offended that you call it a dog because it might want to identify as a cat. <laughs> well, there's that. That's very insensitive. Don't you? Yeah, exactly. You're, now you're assuming the dog's gender. You know, i got to get off the phone before we both get canceled. Great call, Senator. You know I love you, brother. All right. Thanks, well. Jimmy. See you soon. See there he goes. The great Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Yeah, you can't you go on the Internet and say, this is my dog. That's not right. Forget it. They'll be all over you. What do you mean this is your dog? You can't just you don't know what it identifies as. I mean, in this day and age, we've I'm not even kidding. We've we've had political candidates who identified as dogs. <laughs> Remember that one when Hillary did the barking? She did the barking event. She was like, you know, the Republicans like to bark and about all these issues. <laughs> what a dumb time. What a dumb time to be alive. Really, though. That's the one thing it keeps coming back to. It's like, no, oh, we can't secure the schools. Takes seven years to get a permit to build a fence because the environmental impact. You know, because it could upset. You know, there's a dock in the sump down the street. 
I understand someone might show up with a gun, but we've got this duck down the street. We're not going to upset the local water flow. This fence could screw things up. This, I promise you, has never, ever, ever been a dumber time to be alive than the time you're living in right now. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. About to be joined by another Jimmy down in Cromwell, Oklahoma. Jimmy! Hey, Jimmy, it's good talking to you again. You ain't kidding. Not that I'm trying to bribe you or anything, but (laughs) I took the picture of you, my daughter, and I off my profile picture on my Facebook until you come back to Oklahoma. What? How dare you? (laughs) How, Jimmy? That's a dirty move. And I remember meeting you in Bricktown right after the show. We had a great time. I I, got to tell you, man, I loved it down there, and I'm probably going to be back by the fall like we're trying to find an open weekend but i also um i'm kind of scheduling around lincoln's football season because i I gotta hang out with my kid too i don't want him to grow up to be nuts you know so maybe i understand i'll just bring understand yeah i teach my children gun safety from a real early age Mm -hmm. schools shooting if a teacher or principal has a concealed carry permit the bad guys don't know Mm-hmm. Who is in there with a gun? Yeah. So it's a, it's they're a lot less likely because they go for the weak. That's like any predator does. They go for the weak. If you know that there ain't no nothing to stop you, you're gonna mm-hmm. do it. Yep. But there are a few gun safety rules that are kind of prioritized. Mm-hmm. Number one being don't let the government take your guns. Yep. Number two. There's no room for error. Now, if you teach these simple things from the beginning, like your earlier callers, I grew up with kids having guns in the back of the truck in the high school parking lot. Nobody ever even thought about none of that kind of stuff. Yep. So it is definitely a societal issue. Mm -hmm. Um, You definitely look at – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If, If you learn early a real gun and a video game are not the same. No, but it'd be good to know. No, there's, there's so much about firearm safety that needs to be taught. But the bigger, you know, the bigger argument here for me, okay, because I agree with you on all that, is just it's the only thing that could offer us an instant response. Okay, mental health, great, fine. Okay, the gun ban is going to do nothing, but mental health we should be throwing money at. But the issue is you could throw a trillion dollars at it tomorrow. The people who are already crazy are already going to be crazy, you know. So I think it's a little bit more of what you said, you know. Sometimes the best offense is a good defense and vice versa. Uh, Arm them all. Snack ladies, teachers, anybody who wants to be certified and safe with a firearm. Uh, Jimmy, great call. I will see you back down in Bricktown. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. There it is. Back in action, your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, 
getting ready to rumble. In this hour, Kennedy's coming by. She's the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. We're also going to be joined by a gentleman who will be on Kennedy's show tonight. No, we're not talking about me. I'm talking about Diamond Dave Landau, who has never done Kennedy with Kennedy. He did it when I was guest hosting, something I will be doing on April 11th, excuse me, 12th and 13th. But now's no time for TV talk. Let's have some you and me radio action at 888-788-9910. We spent the beginning stages of our programming day discussing the situation down in Tennessee. The fact that Democrats are weaponizing this shooting against Republicans and demonizing them for not enacting stricter gun laws. They're also trying to convince us that the trans shooter is somehow the victim in this crime. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. All of this as we wait and continue to wait for the FBI to release the manifesto of the shooter. And just to be clear, because we've got to get into a lot in this hour. Okay, the fact that the FBI isn't releasing this manifesto, uh, it's, it's a bad situation because... It's first of all, it's leaving us wide open to a lot of speculation and none of the speculation is good in that what this obviously reads as is them trying to be protective of their golden political goose, which is very much that transgender ideology that they're trying to weaponize politically in the sense that you don't actually have a conversation when it comes to this issue. It's, you know, well, we want to do this. You're like, well, you know, we have some reservations about doing that. And they're like, you're evil. You just want these people to die. That's what they do. Democrats are so full of crap. A lot of people feel that way. But the point is on this show, you don't have to be one of them to be a part of it. You know, you can completely agree, completely disagree. But as a parent, I'm not making a political statement when I say that kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade, okay, to be clear, it should be kids all the way up to the age of adulthood, should have the right to fully develop their bodies before they decide they want to permanently alter them and be subjected to a lifetime of surgeries and drugs. That's the official Republican stance when it comes to transgender rights. It's not how dare you. It's not get them. It's do whatever you want. This is America, but do it as an adult. Give our kids a chance to evolve. Don't force this ideology into their classrooms. Okay, don't tell them they're trapped in the wrong body. Let them get used to the body they happen to be in, okay, before they decide to vacate the premises. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just kids at the age of three or four. They haven't even picked out the furniture yet, okay? Can you let the delivery guy show up and give him a 10 for dropping off the couch? Give him a 20 if you roll like me. Okay, before they decide they're going to book a U-Haul and vacate the premises. But for that... The conversation has become, well, you know, it's because Republicans want to kill these people. Christians want to kill these people. That's what the Democrats have been telling the transgender community. And they've been doing it on blast the last few weeks. And the fact that we don't have this manifesto and the fact that the FBI says, well, we're reviewing it before we know what we're going to release, which means they may very well release portions of it. You want to know why? Because other portions ain't going to fit their narrative. Oh! Here's Kaylee McEnany. She was on Jesse Waters primetime last night. Uh, I will be on Jesse Waters primetime tomorrow night, Friday night, if you want to watch the champ in action, if you want to see me suck it in for five and a half minutes on TV. But here is Kaylee last night 
Talking about the manifesto, clip three. Because it obviously doesn't fit the liberal narrative. I, that's the clear answer. I mean, this is basic transparency. People want to know why this individual did what she did, but it's unfriendly to the left-wing media's narrative. If we've learned anything, Jesse, it is this, how obvious and profoundly disgusting the liberal media's anti-Christian narrative is. Um, in fact, the AP headline I just saw about that hero principle who left a Zoom meeting, ran into the hallway, into gunfire without an arm herself, and gave her life for her students? Well, the Associated Press, a mainstream wire service in this country, described her as a rare female leader within a male-led religious culture. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. And understand, this is not Kaylee mischaracterizing the media narrative around the Christian community and the conservatives. Listen to this take. I'm going to play you a clip right now. I'm going to play you a clip from CNN. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Gotta do it. It's part of my job. It's got to be part of yours as a listener. This is the take that's been spoon-fed to the transgender community in terms of attitudes from the Christian community, from the conservative right. They are trying to eliminate you and erase you. Clip 45. And these Christian conservative voters want the government to reflect their principles, and a lot of conservative Christians just um, don't agree uh, with trans... They don't think transgender people should exist, quite frankly. And so what we're seeing is an attempt to erase the whole erase transgender people. It's 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 not keeping up with science. It's not keeping up with parents or transgender youth are telling us, but they're not listening to them. They're they're moving forward kind of based on ideology. And, and oh, shut up, woman. I mean, seriously, that was embarrassing. Transgender. They don't believe they have the right to exist. That is a fact check. False. They're trying to eliminate them. Erase them. You're not telling me the truth. No, 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 no. Here it is. Are you ready for it? This matters. Okay, this is America. Anybody can be whatever they want. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Okay? That's how it works. It's the gig. That's what we all signed up for, and that's what I support. You want to be trans as an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 40-year-old, an 80-year-old? Go be it. Boom. Bang. Pow. It's yours. America. There you go, girlfriend. There you go, boyfriend. America. Be what you want. Okay, the issue is not that conservatives and Christians are trying to eliminate transgender people. It's that the left is trying to create transgender people. You're absolutely right. Our issue, and this is the stance we're taking, is that you should not be allowed to encourage kids who have not grown into their own bodies yet to generally mutilate themselves and create a transgender person. You should not be pumping children's literature full of gender conflict and create a transgender person. Okay, these kids have to get barbaric surgeries. They are subjected to a lifetime supply of drugs. The idea that the people saying, let's wait a while, are the bad guys is just absolute hot garbage, just hot garbage. That is correct. But this is why we can't have progress. This is why we can't have an honest conversation. 
because one side is so grossly misrepresenting the other side's position. I am telling you the conservative position. Go be trans. We don't care. Caitlyn Jenner works for Fox News. She's trans. She was the face. She was the face of the movement. Face of the movement. And then she was like, by the way, I'm a Republican. And the Democrats were like, get her out. Get her out of here. (laughs) Gone. Just gone. Caitlyn Jenner. Cover of Vanity Fair. Democrats are like, she's gorgeous. Anybody who doesn't support her is a monster. Next day, she got an ESPN Courage Award. Democrats like, she's brave. Anybody who doesn't support her is a monster. Third day, she was like, by the way, I'm a Republican. The Democrats were like, her. We don't ever want to see her dumb ass again. Get the out of here. That's how it worked. Okay, that's how it worked. Democrats are scammed. They're not trying to protect trans people, trans children. There's no such thing as gender-affirming care. It is ideology-affirming care. People are creating trans children. Schools fighting for the right to conceal this from parents. Well, you know, some parents might not be supportive. So, uh, you know, we're enacting a don't-tell-your-parents policy here at the school. Hey, in the history of the world, in the history of humanity, How many times has a person who said to a child, don't tell your parents, had the child's best interest in mind? If you guessed zero, you are correct. Okay. Don't tell your parents. That's the policy at our school. Oh, really? Are we the bad guys for pushing back against don't tell your parents? Come on, man. There's a war on reality, a war on objective truth. And the crowd telling you to follow the science is also telling you there's no biology. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. It's so infuriating. And why? Why are they so aggressive on this? Why are they so protective of the ideology? Because identity politics is all they have. All they have. And you look at this administration, like they are literally running the country into the ground. The economy, the border, the crime, your kids' education. Okay, running it into the ground. Foreign policy, my God, it's just an embarrassment. We went from speak softly and carry a big stick to babble incoherently and push a big teleprompter. Okay, and that's where we are. It's all identity politics. I'll give you a clip. There's a, there's a, I got a Biden clip. It's so funny. Okay, so as you know, Joe Biden no matter what community he's in front of. And his wife got in trouble for this. All he knows how to do is claim that he's one of them. Because that's what the Democrats view voter outreach as. Do you remember when Jill Biden went down to San Antonio? And she was like, you're all a bunch of breakfast tacos. What an idiot. And she thought that would get her Latino support. Hey, I referenced something particular to your culture. It's like the time Biden was down in Florida. Do you remember this? And he opened his rally by playing Despacito. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And he was like, huh? Huh? Are you going to vote for me now? I know one of your songs. This is what Democrats consider voter outreach, mentioning your community or your culture by name. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Do you remember Hillary? Yeah, no, I carry hot sauce in my purse. Thinking she would go get the black vote by saying, well... I believe in my stereotypical brain, a lot of you carry hot sauce. So I'm going to say I have it, too. That's voter outreach to Hillary. Biden's version of voter outreach is, hey, I'm one of you. I'm part of this community. If you're keeping score at home, 
Joe Biden has grown up in about 10 different communities. Went to black church, practically raised Puerto Rican. He's Polish. Here, listen to it. It's clip 43. Everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in the SKI or an O. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 7.30 mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. <laughs> not a joke. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got an little Italian in me now. Biden is such a disaster. Really think about that. He's Irish. Grew up going to the black church. Practically raised in the Puerto Rican community. Okay? He went to shul. (laughs) Jewish services more than any of the Jewish people in the room. He grew up surrounded by so many Polish people that he felt self-conscious that he didn't have one of their last names. We have a president that is clearly not all there. He is there, though. When it comes to this, identity is everything. This is what they consider to be voter outreach. So here's Biden yesterday speaking to a room full of Greek voters who now goes from raised Puerto Rican to growing up in the black church to going to Jewish services more than any of the Jews to being Irish but married into an Italian family surrounded by so many Polish people he wished he had a Polish last name. Here he is claiming he was raised Greek. The nickname I got early on when I won by 3,200 votes for the Senate seat when I was 29 years old is because I started calling me Joe Bidenopoulos because, oh, you think I'm kidding. I'm I'm not joking, am I? I'm not joking because of the overwhelming support from the Greek American community. Shut up. Will you shut up? Did you hear that, though? Such overwhelming support from the Greek community. My nickname was Joe Bidenopoulos. No, it wasn't. (laughs) But this is what they consider to be voter outreach. I'll just mention a community by name and they'll all vote for me. Yay. And that's why they're so protective of the trans community. Just the same. Identity is everything. Identity is everything. We went from Martin Luther King, I want to live in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin, to shut up, Martin Luther King. What are you talking about? The color of your skin is everything. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But do you understand... That's what's in play here, whether we're talking about the trans ideology, whether we're talking about Joe Biden's efforts at voter outreach. I grew up in the Polish community. I should have a Polish last name. You know, I was going to black church when I wasn't busy going to so many Jewish services. None of you Jewish people in the audience could keep up with me because I was practically raised Puerto Rican, you see. And I may be Irish, but I'm married into an Italian family. My nickname, of course, in that Italian family, Joe Bidenopoulos, because of just how Greek we were. Biden's lost his marbles. Totally. But do you understand my bigger issue here, getting past identity politics as it pertains to the president, is I don't have a problem pretending he's a member of whatever ethnic group he's speaking to. My bigger issue is this guy happens to be pretending that he's president, and it's not going well for any of us. You are correct, sir. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. My Yankees 
opening the season today. Up 3 nothing. God, I do love baseball. Grew up in a big baseball house. Big Yankee house. Um, I was born in 76. So the Reggie Jackson era. Yankees won two World Series. Obviously the famous three home runs in a game against the Dodgers. 78. And uh, for those World Series, I wasn't really a cognizant, aware, present baseball fan. I mean, my family was crushing beer cans in the living room, screaming their way through the World Series, cheering for Greg Nettles and Thurman Munson and, you know, Reggie and everybody, Willie Randolph in between, Brian Doyle having a big World Series that year. I could go on for days. The Chris Chambliss, Mickey Rivers. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about it. Ron Guidry, Louisiana Lightning, Goose Gossage. Okay, you're talking to a man who knows his Yankees. But when I was kind of born into, like, the age of consuming baseball on a daily basis, I was eight or nine years old. It was the Don Mattingly era. That was my hero. But unfortunately, when it came to World Series championships and the playoffs, uh, the Don Mattingly era can best be described by nothing. Uh, sadly, Mattingly made the playoffs once in the 1995 wild card round, lost to the Seattle Mariners in five games. No fault of his own. He hit 500 in the series, belted a pair of home runs, including one in a 15 inning extra inning game. I was present for in game two of the 95 wild card round. But when that was over, Mattingly retired. He was kind of the Pete best of the Beatles and that the band went on to wild prosperity, winning four World Series in five years. And I was there for all of them. I was lucky. I had a good connection to get Yankee tickets. Uh, One of my brothers was a cop, so my brother Joey worked uh, a bunch of the World Series games, including the decisive uh, winning game against the New York Mets in the 2000 Subway Series, where Mike Piazza flew out to Mariano Rivera to end the whole shebang shabu. We were there in Shea Stadium. Uh, You know you had bad seats when you were asking the guy flying the blimp what the score to the game was? (laughs) We were up there, uh, but we had a good time. Uh, It goes no higher on my list, though, when it comes to Fox talent than the K-Train, Kennedy, who joins us next to talk Yankee baseball and so much more on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. And if the band sounds fired up, it is because they are, girlfriend. Joining us now, one half of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Uh. There it is, the human highlight reel, the host of Kennedy on Fox Business, the K-Train in the studio. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Uh, Happy opening day. Jenky doing very well. Three nothing Yanks. I love the Giants as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. conflicted, but when they're in New York, I'm really angry. Well, what's so great about this moment, too? So, Aaron Judge in his first at bat as the captain hits a home run. So, paying dividends already. Great. That's right. But the matchmakers were really up to no good on this deal because the way the Major League B- Baseball schedule makers do things. The scuttlebutt in the offseason was Judge was either re-signing with the Yankees or the Giants. So just to be safe, they scheduled the Giants for opening day on the off chance. Just to be witnesses. In case case he signed with the Giants, Uh we could just open the season with a food fight. Yeah. So sports no different than politics. (laughs) Nobody wants to solve the problem. No, absolutely not. They just want the clicks that come with the conflict. But Aaron Judge goes back to the Yanks and hits a home run. Take that, matchmakers. Mm Mm-hmm. There won't be this type of chaos at the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Well, they will, but it'll be It'll good be nature. much worse. Uh, we don't have <laughs> – the beers will be more affordable than the Yankee Stadium, though, to be clear. And, uh, yeah, okay, when's the last time you went to the Yankee Stadium and you got to pet a chimp? Thank you. And this is where Kennedy and I have left off. I was on Kennedy's podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It's kind of required listening in most houses. 
uh, at this point that are dealing with society in good faith. You make your whole family listen to it. Almost like a fireside chat, wouldn't you say? We don't have enough of those anymore. No, ma'am. Uh, this fire is, Ask Nana. <laughs> this fire is coming from a meth pipe, but that's neither here nor there. The Warm. point is there's a fire. You're beside it. We're having a chat. Okay. Kennedy and I have demanded. Okay. And you will drink free and have VIP access. I'm using air quotes to the artists. <laughs> if you can bring... <laughs> Some type of domesticated, like legally in your possession, chimp to one of our yes, shows. Yes, if you have a ring-tailed lemur uh-huh. and you have a license for it. Yes, yes. You know, it's like I'm a libertarian. Believe me, if you want to, if you want to smuggle a turtle in your pants, that might be a euphemism. It <laughs> might be how you fly. I don't care. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Thank so I, w- I would prefer you've got proper documentation because, number one, I don't want to catch rabies mm-hmm. because I grew up in the 70s and 80s when they told you if you got rabies that yeah. you'd have to get shots, shots. in your belly button I for rem- a month. I remember that story. Yeah. Was that true? Probably. No, well, I don't some know. Le- it probably had nothing to do with the rabies. Yeah. <laughs> some weirdo. Yeah. Because that, I grew up with those myths when it came to pools. Everybody had a chlorine myth about, like, oh, if you pull a PMI pool. There's a neon line around your family. They put up a, they mow it into the grass on your front lawn. A pool pier lives here. And there's a blimp that flies no, over they the said, school. They said the water will turn purple. Yes, do you remember that? Yeah, and it's like there is no such thing. That product has never existed. That's all little kids do is pee in pools. That's, that's all they do. Doesn't matter if you're at a hotel. Which thank you. Which brings me to swim up bars. Swim up bars are disgusting. I know they sound nice, but you know what you notice at the swim up bar? Nobody ever leaves to go to the bathroom. Yeah, nobody. They're just those degenerates are just yeah. sitting there. I I engaged Enjoy in a it. little swim up bar in Cabo sure, and sure Mexico did. when I was there uh-huh. last month. Uh huh. Had a great time. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. No. You know, I had a few frozen passion fruit margaritas. <laughs> For some reason, the ice melted quick though. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but yeah, first time I went to a swim up bar was in St. Thomas. I've only been to a few. And uh, Jenny and I met a friendly couple at the bar. Oh, I didn't know you guys were swingers. Hey, girl. You know, just, you know the whistle blows, anything goes. You know, the upside-down pineapple. <laughs> hey. He's ready to grapple. <laughs> uh, we've got a sign on our hotel door that says, do disturb. <laughs> we put a line through the knot. <laughs> uh, it just says, moleste. Come on. <laughs> Come on down. But I remember being at the swimming bar. This guy's like, yeah, this is great. We've been here for six hours. I'm like, oh, that's that's not good. And then he really had been there for six hours. It's like, why is the water so warm next yeah, to you, sir? I'm not having fun. So no no water sports allowed at the Laughs and Liberty Tour. But you're allowed, your chimp is allowed if there's some type of proper documentation. I would I would love to pet a primate. That'd be great. And not your hairy brother-in-law. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Leave Ricky at home. Uh, but let's talk about you and your fabulous solo act, uh, which can be watched on the Fox Business Channel tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, you had George Santos on last night, which is very timely with this being opening day and him being a three-time American League batting champion. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question you asked him what was better, inventing penicillin or what? Being Madonna's backup dancer. <laughs> so I was walking through the building last night. I knew you had him on, but what people listening right now don't know is there are TVs all over the building. And sometimes you just walk past one and hear something. And I hear you talking. I'm like, oh, that is George Santos. <laughs> and I actually stop. And me and the cleaning woman on our floor literally sit there and just have a moment watching you interview George Santos. <laughs> and that was the question. It was inventing penicillin or being Madonna's backup dancer. To his credit, he just played Roy wrong. He, he, didn't really like, did. he didn't quite dignify it as a serious question so much as he said, I would love to be. Yeah. So is that his roundabout way of saying he took more dread of inventing penicillin? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, he uh, he was he was a good sport, uh-huh. and 
you know, going into it, I knew that there's you can't just scold him. Yeah. And that's the urge because he has apparently lied about so much stuff. Every, like literally everything. And it's a and there's so many things that he's done that are potentially so wrong and, mm-hmm. and just horrible. And he's gotten a lecture. Yeah. Right? And and he knows because I've defended him saying there are so many bad people in Congress. If you get rid of this guy, you gotta get rid of everybody. Yep. And everyone is all sanctimonious. The Democrats should have done a much better job of vetting him. All this stuff was not hard to find out. And the fact yeah. that their opposition research didn't, didn't find turn up, it. then shame on them. They didn't do their job. Yep. It's a disservice to voters. And he gets the win. Yep. And so now what he's doing is trying to prove himself. He is like overperforming. Like he's overwriting yeah. legislation. And uh-huh. some of it's good and, and some of it is just circus bills. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like I wanted to let him know that I knew he was a liar. Yeah. That other people there were liars. Was he going to call them out and also just kind of make fun of some of the lies he's told? And and so I asked him if he had – that I heard he had an OnlyFans page where he can peel bananas with his feet. Yes. And that's where I stopped because I had to keep it PG-13. But on on our show, that's not far enough. uh, (laughs) If you listen closely, if you go back and watch the replay, you can actually hear a gunshot in the control booth. You can hear the producer offing himself. Oh, so funny. You can hear this. That's a handful of pills. Kennedy, when it comes to broadcast, there's an old Bob Gibson line. He says the best pitch to throw to a batter after you've knocked him down is to knock him down again. <laughs> so the last time I was on your show, I had, we were talking about Prince Harry, and I had said something about balls, knowing you would say something worse. I'm like, I'm not going to have a problem here. <laughs> and she came in with old ginger nards. Yeah. Old ginger, yeah. yeah. Again, if you listen closely. <laughs> they're hiring a producer on Kennedy if you're just joining us. <laughs> it's a very, it, the, the humor is subtle. All you need is you a. Know, I, I, like to, I like to think of myself as a precision humorist. <laughs> There's nothing Efficient. overt. These are targeted strikes. <laughs> These are, right. you're, never, you're never hitting the wrong target. But this is, I mean, this is a week where. We had Ric Flair on Monday talking about Did his new cannabis ever. line. Thank you. And uh, and then Afro Man on Tuesday. Thank you. And then George Santos on Wednesday. How do you top that? I don't know. I mean, uh, listen, I, I did hear Dave Landau was on the show tonight, and he's done drugs, more drugs than all of those people. <laughs> he, right. is, he is in recovery, but he doesn't know what show he's going on tonight, so <laughs> this might be lapse time for Davey, uh, Diamond Dave. But, you know, my takeaway from watching Santos, too, really quick is it really does go to show you that no one pays attention to congressional races and anyone can get in because people are usually voting party in their district, mm-hmm. probably religiously. So even Republican voters didn't know they were being lied to in the process because they were probably voting straight ticket. Yes. So isn't that really like a sign that anyone can be a congressman? Yes. I think like literally anyone can li- be a congressman. <laughs> like when you and look- he was kind of saying that last night. Yeah. He's like when people in Congress, Congress start to look more like – people in the country, then, yeah. you know, we're in good shape. Uh-huh. I was like, are yeah. we? <laughs> no, I always say that. Like, when it comes to firsts, we all support tolerance and inclusion, but there's certain things we shouldn't be doing first just because we haven't done them before. Yeah. You know, we've never had an ex-cab driver with a gambling problem run the country, and, uh, and we shouldn't start now. But that's what I was saying to Afro Man. Like, yeah. why not you? Like, you'd be better than Joe Biden. Yeah, well, because he got high. Because he got high. Because he got high. There he goes. Well, the Joe Biden thing is my favorite thing in the world. So there's a clip uh, of him making the rounds really quick where yesterday he said that his nickname was Joe Bidenopolis because he was raised in the Greek community, which if you're keeping score at home when he was over in Poland, he's like, I grew up around so many Polish people. I needed a last name that ended in ski. I was raised Puerto Rican. I went to the black church, told the Jewish community, I have been to shul more than anybody in this room. And he's, of course, Irish in the soundbite. We also play married to an Italian woman. Is he Fletch? 
or does he just not understand what voter outreach is? He is more of a compulsive liar than George Santos. Thank you. He is, right? Lies about everything. Everything. Eric Garcetti, the former mayor of Los Angeles, used to do the same thing. Like, uh-huh. he would go to every community and be like, oh, yeah, my great-grandmother's Jewish. Therefore, yeah. I'm Jewish. And and I I identify with you. That's how. And he would do the same thing with every community. I'm like... No one's got that many grandparents. <laughs> this guy's got, well, you back to the swim-up bar. There are some frisky grannies out there. I've met a lot of them. These events, you know, those arthritic hands, they're stronger than you think. Once yeah. they get a grip, you've got a big me. problem. Take those dentures out. <laughs> well, I'm not going to finish a sentence. Can we cut that mic in there? Uh, Kennedy, you have a show to do. Would you look at the time? Uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock tonight on the Fox Business Network. It's must-viewing. Uh, let's go, Jenky. Janky, all right. Laughs and Liberty Tour, Reading, Pennsylvania. May 6th. That's our first stop. We want to meet as many people as possible there because guess what we're doing? You are getting in the van and you're coming with us on the rest of the tour, but only if you go to Reading first. So yeah. everyone, go to Reading, Pennsylvania, Santander, yeah. Emporium Art Center. Think about that. Yeah. We are playing a venue sponsored by the one bank that didn't collapse under Biden. For that alone. We know how to pick them, Jim. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, our Silicon Valley Bank Theater got that one got canceled for whatever reason, but uh, we're going to try to rebook it. Uh, everybody, watch Kennedy tonight on Fox Business. We're out of here. I appreciate it. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We just wrapped up with Kennedy. Uh, Joining us now on the show, someone who will be on Kennedy's show tonight, Diamond Dave Landau, making his debut with the K-Train. Hey, girl. Hey, well, with her for the first time. I did it with you last time. For sure. But it's like, it's, uh, you were on the Dukes of Hazzard with Coy and Vance. You know what I'm saying? Not the original. Yeah, now you're, that was the, you were on the year the, the Bo and Luke were on strike. They wanted to, you know, Schneider wanted more money or whatever, and they held out. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you, the, was, the good years. Yeah. You were on with Uncle Jerry, not Uncle Jesse. Tonight you're on with yeah, Uncle when, Jesse. And when they bring on the little kid and you're like, well, this is over. When I, <laughs> I've been unmarried with children. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget? Um, so in addition to Kennedy, though, I want to get everybody up to speed on all your doings. Uh, you're on Kennedy tonight. Tomorrow you're going down to D.C. for a trans day of vengeance. Is that what it was told? Uh, that's correct, yes. Um, I'm going to be tucking it and uh, taking care of a business. <laughs> <laughs> the old, the old t- stop, you know, stop, drop, and roll, tuck, tape, and terrorize. Uh, tuck, tape, and hate, my friend. That's oh. what the poster board says that I just made. It's very <laughs> glittery and tasteful. I just hope nothing happens to it. I've saran wrapped it in case there's rain. <laughs> We're talking to Diamond Dave Landau. I've been so fascinated. This is obviously this horrible situation down in Nashville. We're both parents. So I yeah. always want to talk to you when this stuff goes down because I feel like we have the most sober assessments in that our priority is unequivocally the kids every damn time. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you got a kid in school. I don't care if the Republicans get the win or the Democrats get the win. Just fix the problem. But I think one of the reasons this problem can't get solved is because what the Democrats have done is they have gaslit the trans community into thinking a lot of them think they're under attack. No one's attacking them. We don't have any data that shows that we are. But when they're saying they're having a trans day of vengeance to stop trans genocide, someone's either crazy, being lied to, or both. What would you characterize it as? 
Well, it makes you sound like there's a war going on, and mm-hmm. that's what the problem is. They're trying to tell you to go and act violent, and that's – I mean I'm not going to say that it worked before summer of 2020, <laughs> um, you know, that the Democrats <laughs> have never played this card where it's yeah. happened and we have anything to worry about. But I, I think the problem is is there's honestly – this is the result of zero attempt to find any sort of unity and all like, – like you're so busy trying to find a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor that Trump did five years ago instead of digging up Hillary's emails, all this other stuff, instead of actually looking at what's going on. You're looking at a brainwashed kid who doesn't know – I mean how – I guess she was 28, yeah. um, and I don't want to misgender her. Obviously, that's the worst thing that happened that day, <laughs> um, as we've Good heard from – <laughs> yeah, NBC well, just called. You're hired. <laughs> I know, right? CNN did it four times, and everybody was like, "Can you believe?" It's like, no, no, no. yes, I can believe. No one cares. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, uh, the, the idea that a person goes into a school, kills children, and deserves our sympathy—it's like we've right. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, we're supposed to go. Oh, I'm sorry. How did they identify? Because mm. I just thought they were a pile of crap. But yeah. if you want me to call them a shim, yeah. So. But, but honestly, you look at somebody like that, they're so confused and lost and broken. And I'm not making any excuse, but it's like that's that generation where it's like even in that email, when you look at it, or the message she sent to her friend, she signs both of her names. Mm-hmm. She says she doesn't want attention, so she's going to be on the news. Mm-hmm. And she's sending a message to her. This is somebody who doesn't know what anything means and doesn't even know who they are. Yep. And this is a serious symptom of a problem that we've been creating for the last four years in this country since the pandemic, which is staring at TikTok and confusing the entire generation of children. And now we have kids paying for it who weren't even, you know, old enough to know what was going on at that time. Sorry if I'm getting too serious. No, no, no I'm with it. But I, I really believe that's the problem is it's it's a brainwashing that is it's working. And that's the sad part. And instead of coming together as a country in any way whatsoever, it's just the Democrats go, OK, let's divide more. Let's divide. Let's point out how we're being attacked. It's like, no, you shot up a school. Why don't we just talk about and I know white kids have shot up a school plenty, too. So let's talk about what the problem is mm-hmm. that's causing these things and the insecurity and the broken children that turn into these monsters. Why does it happen? Oh, it's a great point. Diamond Dave Landau is on the phone. We are in full on, hey, you kids, get off my lawn mode. And it's, but it's yes. you know, if you'd understand if you saw the quality of the lawn, it's a nice lawn. Um, I really do work on it. I'm <laughs> telling you. This is a really quick thing. We got like two minutes to go. And I wanted to throw yeah. this at you, too. The reason it's so dangerous to tell people they're under attack is because if you do believe you're under attack, number one, you do get a little jittery and freaked out. But number two, you're saying this to a community that's injecting hormones into their body and levels that don't naturally occur, which means it's like a steroid user getting roid rage. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's almost like a trans rage, I guess is what I would call it. And. I just feel like it's it's reckless. And my problem with it, dude, is nobody cares about the kids. Like they say, oh, we care about gender affirming care. If you're encouraging a kid to generally mutilate themselves at the age of five, you're affirming your ideology. You're not looking out for the kid's well-being because a kid is now committing to an irreversible lifetime of surgeries and medications. So the idea that we're the people calling for restraint, hey, wait till you're 18, then you can transition. The idea that we're the barbarians or we're the ones committing the genocide, I just think is disgusting. 
thing land out. We're cranky today. I, Go ahead. No, I agree. I mean, if you have a guy who just left the gym and he has an energy sticker on energy drink sticker on his car, uh-huh. I don't want him to go into a school with bare knuckles. No. <laughs> so, you know, this is we have to think about this. It's Thank true. You. Like we're we're injecting an unnatural. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. It's an yeah. unnatural thing you're injecting into people, and their body doesn't know what to do with it. And like we've talked about it a bunch. I've put plenty of things in my body that are ridiculous, <laughs> but I know I know what the end game usually is and it usually involves me waking up half naked with a sandwich it's not like the end of the world but now we've gone so far that we actually get approval for the things that we shouldn't be putting in our bodies what diamond dave landau is saying is the rent doesn't pay itself folks sometimes you gotta get out there and make that money you're the best we'll all be watching you on kennedy tonight girlfriend go get him thank you baby there goes the great diamond dave landau we will see you tomorrow Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.